Hello and welcome to Southern Comfort and SoCom Podcast, where we talk all things Southern Conference sports. Cole Spivey, your host, here as always with Will Fleming. Will, you want to say what's up to the people? Buddy. Um, Cole, I'll let you kind of dive into things first, and I will uh, I will extend my apologies uh, when it is the proper time. A lot of things I want to say here. First, uh, we look like basketball commentator host, in my opinion, right now. Will's all dressed up. Um, He's just come from clinicals. He looks like a man on a mission, and I'm over here in a, a, a basketball shorts and a hoodie. Um, just left the gym. We look like your average, you know, one-two there on the microphones. Um, man, the first thing I want to talk about football-wise is not what I assume you're going to think it is. It's a team that's underachieved this year, um, a team that lost last week, um, and a team that just – didn't do what they should have done this year, especially based on what they were projected to do. University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. What is this? The fourth year in a row where they're projected to win the conference. Yep. We sit and they're third. And if they lose next week, they're probably not getting the playoffs. What, what yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a weird spot right now um, with, with the top four teams. So Stanford won the conference last week, which I loved and which I loved even more that it happened on the road at Chattanooga. Kind of shut up the mocks a little bit. Furman's sitting pretty at number two. They're six and one in the conference. UTC and Mercer are tied five and two. So UTC is playing on the road, if I'm not wrong. Are they playing at Western this weekend? Yes, sir. Uh, They're playing on the road at Western Carolina, who came off of a scrappy win. I don't want to talk about it just yet. Um, so Chattanooga wins that game I think they're in however it, it, it caught you have a question about Mercer so Mercer goes to play Sanford on the road Sanford has nothing to play for however do they they can play for a seed which I you think honestly they already have that seed but of course if they win this game 100% they get that seed so I take that back Sanford has actually a lot to play for um goes on the road and gets beat I don't think Mercer makes the playoffs and the only reason is is because we have three very strong teams who can make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to give us four. Um, however, Mercer goes on the road and wins. It's going to be a big debate. Are we going to get four teams? Who's going to be the one that gets left off? And honestly, I want Mercer to go on the road and win the game. I think they deserve it. I think they've played two bad games, and those are the games they've lost. Um, man, there's a lot to say. Samford, I think – from last year, you can speak to how valuable that second-round home game is, being a, a yeah. nationally seeded team. Yeah. Um, I think that made all the difference against Kennesaw State. Um, Chattanooga coming into Coloey, Western Carolina gets the opportunity to do the second-best thing in sports. If you're not playing yeah. for a championship, you get to play the spoiler. Yeah. Um, a big thing we're playing for is a above 500 record for the first time since 2017. Um, Kerwin's got these guys playing well, and I don't remember the exact score off the top of my head, but we got thrashed last year by Chattanooga. Um, and it's an opportunity yeah. to get some revenge. I think it's a revenge game, and also it's one of those things. Chattanooga down the end of the year, past two years, has started to kind of give it up. They finished six and five last year with a loss to Citadel to end their season on senior night. Cole, it's senior night and Cal and Coloey. Um, I'd love to see if Colby, if if the fighting catamounts could do it. Um, as a UTC hater, but again, I was high on UTC this year, and you got to cut them some slack with the loss to Furman. They didn't have Aylen Ford. Aylen Ford is their entire team. I think we can all agree on that. He he's at least eighty percent of it. And they didn't have him against Furman. Nonetheless, Furman wins that game. But I still don't know why he wasn't playing. Honestly, I, don't, I guess he wasn't healthy. I'm not sure. But 
Um, you know, you Chattanooga is in a weird position. Honestly, if I was any of those teams, I'd like to be Chattanooga right now. Between between Mercer and Chat, I'd love to be Chat because you're going in, you're playing Western Carolina. You know, they're five and five overall on paper. You should win a hundred percent of the time. Um, I'm excited for this weekend. I think it's gonna be a great weekend of football, Cole. Yeah, um, I just also want to say, man, I went back and listened uh, to the first episode this this season where we talked about football, mm-hmm. and we both Boy, were we wrong. No, I I think we hit really? the nail on the head a little okay. bit here. Um, I I said that Chattanooga was going to do what they always do, pretty much to intro the pod. Um, I said, you know, they're going to end up third and they're going to lose games they shouldn't, as they always do. They let us down. But something key I was listening to the for the Samford part that you spoke on. Yeah, you mentioned one thing for Samford. Um, you know, they come out and chant it defense. You said that that Sanford team can find some defense that they will yep. beat people. Um, ETSU 45, but, you know, <laughs> they score 55. The Citadel, three. VMI, 15. Held Chattanooga to 24. Western Carolina, which, you know, most of the time we're a great offense, 12. Yep. Um, man, besides ETSU, most points they've given up was the Tennessee Tech. That was their closest yeah. game at the road. And that's the weirdest thing. We talked about this weekend. Everyone has these weird, bad matchups. So, so Sanford, to start the year, you played against Kennesaw State. We thought that was a great upset. Kennesaw State's not that good. It wasn't really an upset. Go to Georgia, 33 nothing. Throw that one out. Honestly, 33 nothing against not Georgia. Bad. Number one not team in the country. Not bad. Uh, road play Tech, and you, you only win by five. And people start to look around like something's got to be going on here. But I said, if Sanford has the defense, which – that may be the best hire in the offseason for certain, getting a getting a defensive coordinator over Eventually. there who knows what he's doing. And uh, I think that was a big-time hire for Sanford because, I mean, goodness, 38-3 to against the Citadel, uh, 34-15 VMI, 35-24. They're not only putting up the points like they always do, but they're also playing defense, and I think that's huge. Yeah, I mean, last talking points, Furman hosts a, a Wofford team Saturday. Furman's kind of playing for the opportunity to get a home game in that first yep. round of the playoffs. And that's a Wofford team that's won three of their last four, and that's a rivalry with Furman. Yep. Um, I, I, I will say – Interesting there. It's going to be an interesting game. Wofford's a team that's kind of fiery right now. You know, we thought their season was over, and uh, they kind of came out of nowhere and started lighting things up. Um, going back to the Furman game – or uh, going back to the Sanford game, sorry. We talked about that seed they're playing for. Sanford may have one of the best resumes in all of FCS. They could and be the best team resume. We are, I think they're very, very close. Of course, they don't. I don't think they can compete with the South Dakota State. You know, that whole conference, they're always overrated. They're rated way too high. Every single one of those teams. But as far as – I think – and I'm going to say it, and this is crazy, but North Dakota State's down this year. And I think Sanford could be anyone in the country right now. The way they're playing, I think they could be anyone in the country. That quarterback. Uh, they have that quarterback's he's deadly. And and everyone else, I mean, their defense is dead. Their defense is great. And the fact that ETSU scored 45, one of them I think speaks volumes to ETSU's offense right now. Um, speaking of, Cole, I just want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and you were right. Uh, you were right the whole time. And I hate to admit it. Um, you were right the whole time about this game. You told me you're going to go in there and beat us, and you did. Um, it was an ugly game of football. If you liked the game of football, you would have hated that game. I don't think anyone watched it outside of maybe us uh, and whoever was at the game. I don't even think the players' parents wanted to watch it too much. It was not fun. Um, scrappy, nonetheless. Awful it, it was a rivalry game. 
horrible officiating on both sides. I will say, Georgia the game, I think we got kind of hosed. But hey, can't point fingers. We're three and seven. Um, I would like to say I was. Uh, Cole did. <laughs> Cole did his does best. He pushed every button that I have after the game, and um, I said some things that I shouldn't have said to him. And uh, immediately I felt bad, so I uh, I called I, I called him. I said, "Hey, man, I'm I'm sorry for what I said to you." So this is a public apology to Cole Spivey and all of Catamount Nation. Um, I probably will never apologize to you ever again. And I and I and I go by that. Um, but really, man, what more can we say? I mean, Jacob Sailor's 32 carries. We gave him the load. We gave him everything, man. 172 yards uh rushing and, and a touchdown. Wow. Tyler Riddell 11 for 22, 116 yards. Um for the preseason, you know, number one quarterback. Man. Disappointing year. I Disappointing year. Sucks, man. It's it's a combination of a guy that I don't think is a great quarterback. I was saying that coming into the year, he should have been that. Yeah. But um, something that you did well last year was you didn't make him do things he couldn't do. Um, and I think yeah. this year you asked him to do a lot of things he – I'm not going to say couldn't do, but a lot of things that he needed help to be able to do. He needed. To I agree. To get line. <clears throat> we have a totally different offense this year. You go back to things that he did. He wasn't doing all these reads. He wasn't doing all these things last year that he's doing now. Um we were, I mean, they were talking with Jacob at the beginning of the year. He's saying, like, I was looking at different holes last year that I'm looking at different ones now. And I, and I think, you know, he's looking at different routes last year. He's looking at different plays. He's looking at different check downs. So uh, I know there's a lot of questions in the air for HSU, and I don't know if they're going to be answered even next year. Uh, I worry in the years of um, the transfer portal that we're going to lose a bunch of players. And I don't know. I truly don't know this at all, but I really do worry we're going to lose players. Um, because you know, I mean, dude, you go three and seven, three and eight, because we're we're playing Mississippi State next week. People are gonna jump ship. That's that's common, and so you got to wonder who's gonna jump ship, and uh, and who's gonna stick it through. Yeah. Um. Speaking of losing players, uh, Desmond Reed, running back for Western Carolina, he posts um last game with my boys this weekend. When I tell you, people were freaking out. He was just shouting out the seniors. But in yep. this day and age, you can't say something like that. No. Like the entire fan base, especially as a freshman um, that's had the season he's had. Um, but, yeah, man. I, 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 I would be remiss to also mention that it is the game of the year for the military schools before we go on to basketball. Silver Shake. Is that right? Or Shaco? The Shaco. Shake. I don't even Silver know. You know what it is. Biggest game of the year. Um, Citadel against VMI in Lexington. Uh, it's a high of VMI 43, conference I believe. Uh, if, if VMI loses this game, they go winless in conference and they go 1-10 and 10 on the year. Okay? <sighs> Keep in mind they won the conference two years ago, Cole. Uh, two um, years ago, I thought Scott would have been a great hire in Coley is what's crazy. He <laughs> turned the uh, job down is what I've heard. It's like – yeah, it's it's an interesting situation they have going there right now. You gotta wonder, and and the seat doesn't get too hot there, honestly. But I don't know, is it getting a little warm? I there's question marks there. Hey, who's the quarterback for VMI, by the way? There's three of them now, isn't it? Yeah, there's three freshman. of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually four. I'm actually looking. Yeah. Um, I was they haven't asked you, know, you to come throw some passes or something. Can't, God, I uh, I can't talk much, but 
everybody has down years, but it's been a weird year for VMI. Uh, Cole, anything else you want to say before we transition to basketball? Yeah, man. I just want to mention um, our kicker at Western, mm-hmm. man. He, he hit the game-winning field goal, um, Richard McCollum. And I'm not just mentioning this for the game-winning field goal. That guy has been – He's uh, been a spot-on kicker all year. All year. Um, if he's not special teams player of the year, I mm-hmm. I might get blocked by the SoCon. I, I there's, I've got nothing else to say. What more can you do? Um, I'm trying to pull up the stats here, but I'm sure ESPN. Here you go. Uh, 37, 38 extra points, 16 made field goals, 18 attempts. Um, he's one of one from less than 19, five of seven from 20 to 29, five of five from 30, 39, and. 505 from 40 to 49 is long 44 is 85 points. Um, Offense that has sputtered in the red zone has got an opportunity to have, I believe, kicker of the year. Um, Made like eight field goals in that ugly, ugly loss to Samford. But I think I agree with you. I think what's hindering you is, again, you know, they look at the record, even though great kicker, great stats. The record is 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 what it is. And I'm worried that uh, I'm not worried. Honestly, I couldn't care less. Uh, but I do think the guy from Firm needs a transfer. I think he's from Clemson. I the dude's a stud. Great kicker. Uh, I don't know his numbers he's put up this year, but um, they have a great kicker as well. And honestly, this is a very good kicking conference. I don't think there's a single team um, that I that I'm like okay with their kicker being on the field against us. I you know there's there's very few times I'm like, well, he's gonna miss this. You know, I mean, this is a top to bottom great league for special teams. Great leagues. For uh, for most positions, um, yeah, I, I think that that can be our our final pin in the football. Hey, and also congratulations to Sanford. I mean, yeah. that's you you're automatic big to the playoffs. That's great, big time. There will be no no drunk ramblings recorded after a home playoff game <laughs> this year for the Bucks. But you know, we will get on here and talk about what the postseason looks like for a Sanford team that I believe yeah. have a top five seed. 100 if they don't get a seat i'll be very surprised should not be running into north dakota state in the second round as they usually do to socon mm-hmm. teams we'll see what the southern what they give the southern conference but again we have a chance to get four teams in there i think we're going to get three we're getting two for sure i we deserve four i think we'll get three i think we'll meet in the middle um yeah let's let's roll into basketball um i'm just going to kind of roll with the the standings now you know just by the non-conference um First place right now is Sanford at 3-0. and They've played Alabama school for the death of the <laughs> three different times. Three times, yep. Um, Let's just throw that out. Throw that out. I, they, they won 109-80-90, beat the crap out of Bellhaven. Let Anderson score 85, but Anderson's a pretty good school. Carlos Dotson yep. once upon a time played there. Um, yep. Spring Hill, I believe Bucky had some type of knowledge or relation to that coach. Um my guy Jermaine Marshall is looking like a stud. Seventeen point three, seven point seven rebounds, um, shooting sixty one percent. That's a guy I desperately want to have on this podcast at some time. He's um, yeah. one of my favorite players in the SoCon. What do you have to say about Sanford? Will I mean look good again? Way too early to tell. They're playing three teams that I don't have any uh, any knowledge or recollection of. I know they played Spring Hill College last year. Uh, Jermaine Marshall again. He's the kind of quiet killer. Uh, great player. Uh, Bubba Parham. Uh, it's good to see him back in Southern Conference colors. You know, back in the back in the Southern Conference. Uh, again, though, you know, I mean, Quez Glover. By the way, they only played 16 minutes. You know, against their last uh, their last game. I'm excited to see what they can do against Alabama A&M, another Division One opponent. You know, their first one. 
what can they do against the Louisiana Techs of the world, the DePauls of the world? You know, DePaul being a lower, lower level uh, Big East team, what can they do against DePaul? Uh, I, I'm interested to see that because they have, you know, obviously they have high praise coming from a lot of the guys in the SoCon this year. Um, next team there on the list is Furman at 2-0, and and they've got a, probably the best win of the SoCon yeah. so far. They beat Belmont 89-74. Um, the best player in the SoCon scored 25 points, had six rebounds, 10-17 <laughs> from the field. Mike Bothwell. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw the play between him and Jalen Slauson. Jalen cuts baseline. Uh, his man loses him. He points. Mike throws a lob. He catches it behind the head and dunks it. Um, I don't know why I'm getting excited to hear about Furman. Uh, not my favorite school, but Mike Bothwell is yeah. one of my favorite players. Um, and just kind of what they're doing, doing what they're expected to do right now. Yeah, I agree. I think they're doing what they should be doing. I mean, this is a Belmont team that's kind of having a down year. Uh, again, though, this is also a Belmont team that, you know, they have a down in the beginning, then they'll be fine. They did also move conferences. They're in the Missouri Valley now. So, you know, they're playing the Drakes, the Indiana States, the Missouri States of the world. Um, so they moved to a much better car. So it'll be interesting to see what Belmont can do actually in a competitive uh, environment. Um, I have to say it, Garrett Heen, Garrett Hine, Heen, uh, great game against Belmont. Six to seven shooting, 13 points. Uh, very, very efficient from the field. One from the three, only played 21 minutes. Uh, but Jalen Slauson, again, he and uh, and both were the other, other big pieces of this team. Uh, Slauson played in 36 minutes with 17 points and 12 rebounds. Uh, a guy like that crashing the boards, uh, there's not much you can do uh, against that. Uh, I'm interested to see what they can do tomorrow morning. They oh, play at 1030 man. Central. Yeah, so 1130 Eastern against Penn State uh, in the Charleston Classic. And I, I'm going to be honest, that's going to be a very, very good game. It'll be interesting winnable. to see what they can do against, uh, against Penn State. ESPN almost has it at 50-50, so it's a winnable yeah. game. Um, third team now, record-wise – <laughs> the smile on Will's face. Just tell us, man. Um, the Bucks. What's hey? What's our team name? East Tennessee. Everybody Everybody's transfer, transfer State, State University. University. Yeah. yeah, and that holds true again this year. Uh, we look. We look really solid. We have a guy. If you don't know him now, you're gonna know him by the end of the year. His name is Jalen Hayes. Uh, Haynes. He is a six foot eight, two fifty five sophomore from Virginia Tech. And this guy is dangerous. This guy is good. This guy is mean. This guy is fired up all the time. Uh, the Raging Cajuns, we've lost to University of Louisiana. Uh, they're, they're a very good team. I believe they lost in the conference championship last year in the Sun Belt. Uh, they're actually picked favorites this year in the Sun Belt. They're a very good team. We lost 81-77. Um, didn't have the greatest performance from three. We, you know, we shot three of 16. That's not like us. Uh, Jordan King, only one of six. Not like him. Um, but very, very impressed with Jalen Haynes. Uh, you got uh, Josh Taylor, another transfer from Georgia. He had a double-double against uh, against the Raging Cajuns. Um, we looked great against Elon, who I don't know if Elon's necessarily a great team, but uh, it's, of course, good to see his kind of put up numbers. Uh, Jalen Haynes went seven for eight in that game with 17.6 rebounds. Uh, Josh Taylor, 13 rebounds that game. Um, I do wonder, Jordan King has gotten off to a slow start. Uh, is he going to be able to be in on, you know, home court tomorrow playing Little Rock, a team that's one and two, uh, not done too much so far. Little Rock has has a loss to Central Arkansas as well as Southern Illinois. They got to be by 31 against Southern Illinois. Um, this is a winnable game for us. I think we're 10-point favorites, nine and a half. Uh, is this a game where um, Jordan King can kind of get hot from deep and kind of get out of that slump he's in? 
Uh, I'm excited to see what we can do. You know, we have Little Rock and Tennessee Tech and App State. This is a very winnable next three games we have. Yeah. Um, moving on, the Citadel, man, they, they don't look bad. Um, no. They got – they kind of did what I said they needed to do um, a little bit. You know, they've got um, some transfers that have come in and <clears throat> have an opportunity to produce. Um, Austin Ash is a transfer from Iowa, played four years at Iowa, and he's averaging 18 points. Um, Stephen Clark's another guy, almost a catamount. Um, if Xavier, Xavier Cork had not picked Western Carolina, Stephen Clark was next on the list. Um, he's averaging 20 and six, uh, 2.3 blocks a game. I think he, I think he's going to make an all conference team. Um, there's a good chance shooting, uh, almost 60% from the field, uh, 42% from the free throw line is something he's probably going to have to increase, but I, I, I don't. I've tweeted this about VMI Mercer. I haven't had the opportunity to watch much of Citadel. I watched a little bit of Clemson, um, kind of checking these boxes as I watch these teams. But it's, it's so hard to see a team finishing last in this conference right now. I agree. It's Who are we going to pick? Um, I, I can't tell you. I know right now, I mean, well, there's a team in purple that I would love to say going to finish last. Uh, but right now, honestly, it's, it's tough to tell. I don't think it's going to be Citadel if they're playing as well. Stephen Clark's playing great. Um, you know, they have a good test coming up Saturday against Butler. They go on the road to Butler. It's always a hostile, fun environment to be in. Um, of course, that's going to be, you know, that's, that's a game you want to win, but that's a game on paper that they don't win. You know, maybe they win one every, every 30. Uh, Butler has a guy named Manny Bates who transferred, I believe, from NC State, and he is a problem. He's averaging 20 points a game right now, uh, just like Stephen Clark. So maybe Stephen can, can uh, kind of go down there and, and they get to battle out a little bit, but Again, impressed with Citadel. Always good to beat Presbyterian. Uh, I think they had two games against them last year, and one of them went to double overtime, or maybe they both went to overtime. Um, so, hey, good way to start the season if you're Citadel. Yeah, I mean, they look they look better than possibly they did last year, so maybe the coaching change was uh, yeah. something that was needed because they definitely had a more talented roster than they produced last year. Yeah. Um, UNCG is one-on-one, close loss on the road to Miami. Um, they've got a guy, Michael Brown Jones, uh, transfer from VCU. Um, they've got three guys in double digits for scoring average right now, and north of five for rebounds. They're deep, man. They're I, deep. They don't have a star. Different from years past, where they would score fifty, and um, Isaiah Miller would have thirty-five. Yeah, an attempt forty-five. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I don't. I don't necessarily think the the only thing closest to it would be the Langley brothers, um, Kobe, uh, especially. Um, I'm excited to see what they can do against Towson. Towson's a great three and O team right now. Um, they're typically have good showings. They typically go to the tournament. Uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what they can do. You know, they actually played. They played Miami very well. I believe they were either tied or maybe close to being tied, or maybe even up at halftime against Miami. And uh, I think just the the size, strength, and speed of Miami kind of got to them a little bit. Um, if you are a UNCG, you know, especially last year, they weren't much of the necessarily a scoring team. Um, you got to score the ball a bit more, you know, 65 points against Miami is not going to cut it. Uh, I'm excited to see what they could do. If they can do the 70 to 75 point against Towson, I think they win that game, especially even against UMBC the, uh, the next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Moving on again to to your favorite team besides <laughs> the, the Buccaneers, your favorite player. Um, the mocks are one and two, man. Yeah. Um, I I think that they are struggling to play Dan Earl's system with the players they have right now. They're without 
um, Grant Ledford, um, Casey Hankton. Uh, they got several guys that are injured. Obviously, Honor Huff is having to sit out this year, yeah. which you know kind of sucks for him. But something I saw um, somebody tweet: three out of the four guys that they had come off the bench against Ole Miss. Um, they played five minutes, five minutes, and, and twenty three minutes. All freshmen. Um, yeah. It's hard to get you know your third college game, and I, I think that's their issue. Um, they're kind of not a lot of depth. I think Jamal Johnson is going to be a guy. It's going to have to be really good for them if they're going to succeed. Um, yeah. Jake's, you know, doing his thing. 18, 8.73 assist. What, what do you think about the mocks? Cole, they don't have any depth. Uh, that's the issue. Cole, they had their starters put up 56 points last night. Their bench put up two. Uh, and that's against an Ole Miss team. Uh, let's go against Charleston. We'll throw that second game that they won, but against Charleston. Uh, their starters scored 72 points. Their bench scored six. Uh, this is something that you cannot have, especially in the Southern Conference, as it gets down to the wire toward the end of the season. You got to have a bench. You got to have someone that can come off the bench. And uh, right now, I don't think they they found it. No, I, I think they, they as they progress in the season, they're going to have the opportunity to get some guys back. Um, Certainly. It's just going to have to be a little different for, for Dan Earl, I think, now, because – you know, as a team that's not projected to be good via my team, yeah. you, you find a bunch of guys that can shoot and you get hot and you win games that you shouldn't win. But now you should win every game as at, at Chattanooga you're expected to. You, the hot the hot shooting is something that's expected to happen every night. You got to get inside and score. And, and I mean, you got the best transfer in, in the Southern Conference. You got to start winning the best these transfers games. in the country. In, in the country. I agree. Uh, statistically, you got to start winning these games. So let's talk about their future. You know, they have Covenant coming up Saturday. That's an easy win. That's nothing they're going to worry about. Hopefully they can get a little hot, start shooting the ball better. Uh, then they, they are home against Lipscomb, who just knocked off Belmont. They just beat Belmont. It's the Battle of the Boulevard. Just beat them. Uh, then they play Murray State, who's historically a great basketball team. And then they play Tennessee Tech, who is Tennessee Tech. Um, interesting to see what Chad can do. Going two month. and two there is bad. One hundred percent better than two and two in, in those four. One hundred percent, I agree. You got it. You got three and one, four and zero. Yeah. Um. The next team, a team that should be three and zero, but is one and two, Mercer. Um. I watched a little bit of that Georgia State overtime game. I did tweet out. You know, I didn't think that they were going to finish last. Um. Luis Gerardo Jr. That guy looked good. Uh. Transferred yeah. from Bryant. They've got scoring at all levels. Um. They're without Jeremiah Grant and uh, Gillis in the third. Another two, you know, injuries early. Um, did, have you seen any of them? What do you, what do you think about Mercer? Is, is there I haven't watched too much. I've seen a little bit of uh, of Luis Hurtado. I they mean, played seven guys <laughs> off the bench last night. See, time. the guy's a six foot seven guard. Okay. Um, he played 40 minutes. He played 40 minutes last night. It went nine of 14, two of three, you know, 24.7, uh, seven boards, two assists. Um, yeah, I mean, if they can get some guys healthy, I think they're going to be the team that we expect them to be. I think they're going to be pretty good. Uh, they're always pretty scrappy. Um, what are you thinking? Uh, man, my big thing, the preseason teams, you know, a guy that everybody's always was big on is Kamar Robertson, and I don't think he's good. Yeah. Um, he hasn't really shown up. He's averaging 10 points, 2.3 rebounds, um, two assists. And it's just not somebody that – he's a guy that's got to be good for them, and he's not. And it's 
you know, I, people always have, they've talked about him kind of the past few years and uh, from his freshman year forward, he's just not been, he's good as like a role yeah. player. He's not a dog. Um, you know, he's got to say, say it with his chest as Mark Zanetto would <laughs> like to tweet at me that he's got no chest. Um, <laughs> next team, a team with a very, very close loss, 75, 71 loss at Davidson. Um, and a Davidson team that's pretty good. Um, and then a close-ish loss, 69-48 to Richmond, but that game was closer than the score says. Yep. Um, VMI, man, have they done it again and found a freshman? <laughs> Tony, it's Tony almost Felder. something. I mean, five, dude, it's almost something every single year. I know. It's, it's, it's almost something like that every single year we see from them. Um, the Davidson loss really impressed me. That's a Davidson team that was a 27-and-a-half point favorite, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe 22-and-a-half. Um, that's that's a great loss. If, if there is such thing as a good loss, that's one of them. Uh, if you're going to Longwood on Friday, you got to expect to win that game if you're BMI. You know, they have a four point loss, a 21 point loss, but you know, it's a lot closer, like we said, than the score suggested. Um, I'm in on BMI right now. I like the freshmen, and uh, god, they do it every year, man. They do it every single year. I, I think that's a team almost opposite of what I said about Mercer earlier. They do play with their chest, they come out there every night, they do. I'd and that's, maybe, some, that's something you can promise I, with, with a VMI team. Conversation we've had with Honor Huff and Trey Bonham. Yeah. You know, maybe that's, that's their escape that freshman year. Maybe that's why their freshmen are dogs. Golly. They're going through hell the rest of the time. Their escape is on that basketball court. So this is the time <laughs> I get to do what I want out here. Um, team that's not last, even if it's just <laughs> alphabetically. Uh, we're one and two. Um Played a good second half against Georgia towards till towards the end, kind of let it a little out of hand. Only shot 18 threes. Man, I, I'm I'm just not super. And I'm looking forward to Friday. I think that's our first real chalkboard game where we can look at ourselves. You know, we've played yep. two teams that are are good. Georgia's Georgia's probably not great, but Georgia's out of conference uh, schedule is all Southern Conference. They're playing us and Chad as well. Had to get and, uh, early. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. They are P5. Uh, They've got length. Uh, as far as what's coming up, Cole, you got you, – you said it best. Oh, especially – well, the heck, the next uh, the next three games, you know, McNeese, Lamar, and Lyndon, what are all games where you can look yourself in the mirror and say, all right, like this is what we got to do. UNC Asheville is a good team. That's uh, a rivalry game. Man, it's become that's such a rivalry. a rivalry game. It has. I hate them. I, I'll never forget Mason Faulkner – taking off the jersey, standing on the dang scores table, putting his hands up in the air after we beat him the Ono Stinger 3. Um, I would like to see that rivalry continue. I think a lot yeah. of that was Mark Prosser and Mike Morrell. Um, yeah. UNC Asheville Can you out. stop Drew Pember? I'm not afraid. Yeah, he dropped 40 on UCF. I'm not afraid of Drew Pember. I, guy's 6'10 and 212 pounds. <laughs> You're right, but the guy can shoot the ball. Uh, I, I, Tyson Claude is six, eight and 235 pounds. I, yeah. I'm, I'm putting some weight on him. Um, Western Carolina has got a guy as well. Um, you know, not trying to throw guys under the bus here. Colin Granger is six, nine and 247 pounds. Yeah. And he's about average. He's averaging more fouls than he has points. And he's got five of them. So maybe we'll just go <laughs> sit him on Drew Pember for about five minutes. Um, it seems like every time he comes in the game as a replacement for Glaude that he get, just picks up a foul. And that's a big, it. big issue for the Catamounts right now. We have no um, backup big. 
Um, Maryland, we almost didn't get a guy in double figures. Tyson Claude finished with 12. Um, but the backup bigs that came in for him, Colin Granger and Marlo Gilmore, combined 0 for 6 with five personal fouls and two points. And, you know, recently for Western, especially the system we play, it's, it's a staple to have a big that can control the paint. Yeah. Defend without fouling and get his 15 and 15 is what we need from that. And if we're not yeah. getting that from that position, it's going to be a problem. And the fact that we're asking a guy who has not played a lot of minutes throughout the season to play a lot of minutes because he doesn't have anybody else to back him up. Um, it, it's going to become a problem, especially a guy that ties on Claude. He's, he's got the potential to be a good player. He's also got some injury history. Yep. Um, and he's averaging 22 minutes a game right now. And he's the only center we've got that can play worth a flip. <laughs> To, to say less, but I'll stop rambling about them. Um, a team that I guess they're going to get better as the season goes on. Um, Wofford is currently sitting at the bottom alphabetically. So Wofford, uh, it was fun. I, I actually watched, it's just kind of sidetrack. I watched uh, Charleston against Richmond the other night. Saw two familiar faces, Ryan Larson and Isaiah Bigelow. Okay. Larson's at uh, Charleston. Bigelow is at Richmond. Dude, you got to remember, they lost Ryan Larson. Ryan Larson's a very big aspect of that team, I think, last year. Um, I think they're having some issues with who they are right now. Um, they lost to High Point, and they lost to Drake. Drake's a very good mid-major Close team. game to Drake. Very close game to Drake. I think that says a lot. Um, BJ Mack finished a 21 against High Point. However, they let Jaden House from High Point and put 33 on him. Uh, that's, you know, you, you do that to anybody. That's an issue. Uh, a guy we interviewed, Carson McCork, went 05, 04 from three with zero points against High Point. Uh, lost his starting job uh, in the next game against Drake and followed it up to seven points, you know, three to seven, but played 32 minutes. I think DJ um, Mack has to play better. I think so too. As a However, preseason all conference guy, we've talked about Jermaine Marshall and Jake Stevens, and they're almost. 20 points a game, 10 rebounds, and this yeah, guy. And we gotta we gotta remember we're early. You know, teams aren't in their groove yet, but um, you know, they have um J- Jackson uh Pavletsky. I was about to mention him. Another hey, another guard from w- uh Wisconsin, dude. That's like I don't know, eight in a row. Uh I don't know what their tie is to the little, game. tiny dude, the little white dudes, but uh He's he's the guy that I think can help them really propel themselves. He's that little dude that he's like a Ryan Larson. He's like a Storm Murphy. Uh, Forty four uh, Gar- Garcia. Yeah, I mean, dude is a dude's a dude's a hooper. So I think whatever he can do to help is going to be great. But again, I'm with you. BJ Max got to kind of be that guy this year. Uh, they have a very winnable game against an 0 three Gardner Webb this Friday. I think that's huge for them. They play at home. Uh, it's their second home game, first Division one home game. You know, they beat Bob Jones by a hundred. So we're kind of get, get rid of that. But, Cole, what's your thoughts on uh, Wofford real quick? Man, I, first thing, I just want to say you did an amazing job pronouncing Pawlewski. Pawlewski, yeah, it's it's the, it's the uh, I don't know, Polish in me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he looks like he can be something. Um, 6'3", 175, you know, he's kind of got that Wofford guy build. Um, he does. He takes 19 charges a game. You know, he is the Wofford guy. He'll piss me off um, heavily. Tripp is a guy for them, Corey Tripp. Um, played there last year. He's kind of got to fill that uh, that role or that kind of that shooting wing for them. Um, mm-hmm. They had, oh lord, I can't even think of the name right now. But he transferred out um, the same year that uh, guy that went to Virginia Tech, point guard Storm Murphy, played with Storm, Storm Murphy. Murphy. Um, yeah, but uh, when he transferred out, 
you know, and they, they kind of lost that shooting. Um, I'm going to actually look that up right now because I want to tell you that name. Trey Hollowell. He Trey has Hollowell, to fill that, that Trey Hollowell role um, and that, that kind of three-point shooting that they get in that wing defense. And I, I think that's a hole that they had on the team last year and a hole that we're seeing here early. Yeah. And if you know, Carson McCorkle, I think, was kind of brought in to fill that role. Yeah. Um, they've got to find that wing defender. Um, something that they've traditionally had, uh, you know, on the seat, the teams that have kind of made the difference for them um, and playing through BJ Mack um, and Messiah Jones. I know he's coming back off of that injury. Um, he's only averaging nine points and six rebounds. And I've had some Wofford fans in my year tell me that they have the best uh, front court in the league, but <laughs> I, I, nine points, six rebounds. Yeah. Messiah Jones, I, I would like to see more. Uh, but I mean that they're, they're Wofford. Um, I I think as the season progresses, that they will get better. Um, yeah, so they will. We've talked about their their football team as well. They have the transfer issue. Um, yeah, they need a grad school or to figure out you know allowing players to come in. Yeah, be an under, yeah, yeah, be an undergraduate guy. Get their uh, degree I will with say, less than fifty percent school there. Yeah, uh, they did get a Murray State transfer. I'm trying to think of his name right now. Uh, Jackson Savillas, something like that. Uh, I think he uh, can be a great addition to them. I mean, anyone transferring from Murray State, I mean, that's an impressive background you have. Don't know how much he played. Um, but looking to see what he can do. You know, he played eight minutes, uh, only put up, I think, one point. Um, last game against Drake. But, again, you know, he has that experience from uh, from Murray State. Yeah, and, I mean, even I think their coach – um, you know, you, you kind of want to see more from him um, yeah. as a coach. You know, they, they talked about how good he was. Um, and, you know, he followed that that um, Virginia Tech coach. I, I'm blanking on names. Uh, Mike that went to Mike, Virginia, Young. Mike Young that went to Virginia Tech. And, you know, Jay McCauley kind of was that prodigy coming in after that. Yeah. And I think Jay's a good coach. But at some point, man, the – the production has got to match and, you know, it's hard. Like we talked about the portal and everything, but Jay could, Jay is the type of coach that can win the Silicon with this team and yeah. be that type of coach. But I, it's been three, four years now of having, you know, a, a mid caliber team where if you're a high caliber coach, Steve Forbes, he's won the Silicon with the four teams. Yep. Um, agree. We're less than a minute here. Will anything else to say? Uh, hey, excited for football this week and excited for basketball in the future. Congratulations, Sanford. Uh, HSU's our years next year. We, we're just happy the Rock's home in Colowee. Thank you, guys. Hey, that damn Rock.